Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is Sarcasm Speaks. It's Jared and Bob coming at you. I am uh, hot off the course. You guys can't tell that, though. I was about to say, like, oh, I'm sweaty and gross, but it doesn't matter to you guys because uh, you can't smell me. You can see me if you're on YouTube, though. Uh, don't forget to, uh, you know, thumbs up, like, rate, review, subscribe, all that, all that fun stuff on YouTube. Um, but I'll keep the sweat off my face. Um, I actually have been playing pretty well as of late. I don't um, want that. <clears throat> yeah. And now, I mean, actually, now, you know what the, this will be just, you know what this will be just in time for. You'll oh be yeah. Playing, you'll be playing pretty well. Are you going to play it all again before Thursday? I doubt it. Okay. So if you do don't, whatever, that'll probably go pretty well or it won't, whatever. Then you'll get to Saratoga national and have your ass absolutely handed to you. Yep. Yep. Now I know nothing about this golf course. What we'll do is make sure everyone's playing the appropriate tees. Yeah. Before we I get out so. there. Yeah. Um, Cause I think it might seem forward, but you know, to play the yard as you guys normally play is going to be up there a little bit. Yeah. So me and Vinny and Justin played snow acres today. Um, I have to say I am less than impressed. I've heard more than one person talk about how great Stowe Acres is. Um, and it was okay. It was fun. Like the conditions were, were fine. The greens were in decent shape. The fairways were good. The tee boxes were um, tough uh, to put it nicely. Um, a lot of bumps, a lot of dirt, a lot of like, where am I going to fucking tee up this ball so I don't roll an ankle or fucking fall over or shit like that? Um, but outside of the tee boxes, I don't have complaints as far as the conditions go. Um, <clears throat> it was now, let me preface this <laughs> by no means am I a fucking golf purist. Um, I believe actually, as it stands right now, I have an 18 and a half handicap. So I'm not good, right? I would, like, say I would also like to, uh, and, uh, this isn't criticism, but if we're going to talk about how anti-purist you are, it's not even technically a gin handicap. Right, right. There so. you go. So again, according to the 18 Birdies app, shout out to 18 Birdies, not a, friend, not a sponsor of the show, but fuck, they probably should be, honestly, um, as much as we talk about golf. But again, according to them, um, I haven't, I'm an 18 and a half handicap, so I'm not good. Right. So uh, let me get that out of the way first. That being said, um, the course design was boring. Um, it was cookie cutter. It was a lot of dogs left, right? So <clears throat> just off the top of my head, I can think of three holes that were a dog leg left. And there was a bunker on the left side of the fairway, right at the dog leg. And I shit you not to carry the bunker on all three holes. You needed to hit it about 200 yards. Like that, it was stock standard, like standing in the tee box, using my 18 birdies app. And I pull the, I pull the reticle to the, to the tip of the bunker. One of them was like, 202 to carry the bunker. The other one was like 199 to carry the bunker. The other one was like 201 to carry the bunker. Like it was, you got to hit a 200 to fly the bunker on the left side of the fairway. And it's a dog leg left. 
And I think at least six holes, um, if and in potentially all of the par threes had a bunker, a, a green side bunker short left. Every single, every single par three had a had a green side bunker short left. And it's like, okay, it's it's fine, right? Like that's and that's also kind of the miss too for people. Like it, it's typically if you're gonna leave it short, it's it might end up going a little left. But like that's where you're gonna like that's what you're gonna do. Now, again, like I said, I'm not a purist, right? But it it does get a little boring. And for someone like me who's not good to notice it, someone who's actually good playing there would probably be like, well, this is kind of fucking lame. Yeah. So I'm trying to think like, so what people complain about, they, they complain that everything's the same, like same yardages, same, whatever. It's like, Oh, I hit the same club in the green now all day. Yeah. Um, so that's like a normal criticism. I'm like, actually, so like, I'm trying to think of like what their goal is. So, cause for a right-handed golfer, if we're going to speak generally, a right-handed golfer misses actually short right. Cause if you think if they slice it, you lose right. some yardage for the spin. Right. So it's short, right, long left is actually a right-handed miss, which is why everyone says 12 at Augusta is so hard for righties and lefties have an advantage. And I'm just like, yeah, we're talking about pros. Yeah. Like whatever. Anyway, moving back to like, whatever. So yeah, everything like that, that, that seems strange to me because, well, I guess, and I guess, so like for if everything, or if you're going to have majority dog, like lefts, that actually plays away for, again, if we're speaking in generalities, right. The right-handed slice off the T that plays away from. Right. Right. So if they like, so I think the, again, the legend that Harmon goes when they were building the course, they did like a soft opening. They let a bunch of people play and where most of the balls were hit is where they put their hazards. Okay. Um, and you can kind of see that at Harmon. Yeah. So it's like short of the water, right on one is a bunker short of the green, right on two is a bunker. Um, they didn't do much on the par three. Like if you hit a slice on four, you've got nowhere to go. Right. Slice on five, you got nowhere <clears throat> to go. Short right on six is a bunker. Um, you have a dog like left on eight. Mm-hmm. And then if you hit a slice on nine, there's a bunker. So it's like, you can see that. Yeah. Um, in like the design, but yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense as to why you would do. I mean, honestly, it could just be the land. It's like, this is the land we have. Yeah. So this is why it's dog legs. I, I personally hate when every hole is a dog leg because I look at it like for, for me. Um, so I, I am better than most golfers. If yes. the average is a 15 handicap and I'm a four, I am better than most. Um, now in my peer group, I'll tell you that I'm not good, but whatever. It's for a different story. Um, I also don't hit the ball that far. Like I, I hit it further again, further than most, but like within my relative group, I don't hit the ball that far. Yeah. 
Luckily, though, Pat the lefty, my driver does go further than his three iron. <laughs> thank God. Um, so, so, so when I, I when I play when I play a lot of dog legs, the feeling I get is it's all target. So yeah. you, it's almost like hit it this yardage before the woods, and then hit it down the dog leg, or you know, sometimes they give you an option to cut it off, but sometimes they don't. So any, anytime it's like wood line dog legs, all I get is fucking targety. And I, I just don't like target golf. I'd rather like, if you want, like, if you let me hit driver, let me take on more risk. Like, don't give me nothing. Cause like generally a dog leg left, it's like, okay, so I can try to cut it. But if I hit it too far, I'm in the trees. That's dead. Yeah. But if I take a six iron, just hit it out there. What, what am I going to have in is it's like you, you give, you're not giving me anything here. Yeah. So, so I just went back and looked, shout out again, 18 birdies. There are five dog legs left to one dog leg, right? So of the five dog legs left, three of them had a, a, a fairway bunker on the left side that again, you needed, you know, 199, 202, 201 to cat to fly over. So five dog legs left, three of them are basically the exact same fucking hole. Um, and I also just went back and looked at it. So I'll go, I'll go in reverse now because I'm, I'm back on 18. So the par threes, number hole 16, 166 yards, uh, front left bunker. Are, are there any elevation changes to any of these? Nope. Okay. Pretty, pretty flat course. Uh, so the 13th hole par three, 169 yards. Yeah. That's the same club <laughs> front left bunker. Um, the eighth hole, uh, par three, 165 yards front left bunker. This one has to be different. The it sixth, the sixth hole, 180 yards. However, front left bunker. At least that's a different club. Correct. And that's it for the par threes. So there's what, four par threes? Six, 65, 66, 69, and 80. Yes. All four of them had front left bunker. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So it's like, again, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan and complain, but all I'm going to say is I'm not going to be in a rush to ever go back and play there again. Yeah. Now they do have 36 holes. So we played the North course, which again, everything I've heard about this place is oh, got to play the North course. It's beautiful. The North course, North course is way better than the South course. So we played the North course and for, again, for what I've heard, what its reputation was to me. Um, now also let me preface by saying that's from two people, right? I've heard two people talk about Stowe acres and they both had, really good things to say. Um, and both of them were like, Oh yeah, you got to play the North course. It's so much better. Um, I don't know. Black luster, I think is, uh, is a good way to put it. Well, see, and this is the hard part because when people give you like a course review or what they think, what they like or whatever, it's like, it, it, it kind of, you need a reference point. Yeah. So like especially like my tour events because we have a bulletin board through our online portal mm -hmm. so 
everyone, I like, I know everyone hates fucking Sandy Burr and Wayland. Like they fucking hate it. And everyone wants to like it because it's a decent location. It's a Donald Ross. It is public, but everyone, it seems like everyone always really, really wants to like Sandy Burr and always really wants to make Sandy Burr go well. Yeah. And then I never hear a good thing about it after they play. <laughs> so, but the thing, like Sandy Burr held a held the mass am publings this past week, so it can't be that like it can't be that bad, right? So it's like I always wonder what these people are comparing things to, because then even someone's like, oh, D Dubs, it's like, oh, you know, dust storms off the cart paths. So it's like I'd rather I'd, I'd rather not. It's like. You're not comparing DW to other public courses. And that like, and that's and that's the hard part. Like, because it's it's better than most publics, or at least right. publics in the area. But it's not like, you know, a high-end daily fee like fucking Pine Hills. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's like knowing people's like reference points is always tough. Cause then sometimes what you get too is how much the round costs. Because yeah, someone will be like, I'm not, I'm not playing that place. It's like, I don't like it there. It's like, well, if it was 60 bucks with a cart, would you? Right. I'm like, oh right. yeah, probably. It's like, yeah. <clears> yeah. See, like, so that's the other thing. Stowe Acres was, I think it was 84 yeah. to ride 18. So again, I don't think it was worth the $84 to ride no, but that, that truthfully seems like it might be kind of the going right now. Yeah. For weekend for a weekend eighteen right. with a cart that just seems to be like what it costs. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't know what crosswinds cost these days. Like that could be eighty five. I don't really know. Right. Right. So even like just looking at the par fives, um, there's a five hundred three, a four twenty seven, a four twenty four, and a five thirty six. All right. So the, so the par fives are good. They were fine. Yeah, so I mean, you got two three shotters, two two shotters. Um, yeah, it's just weird having two like the same. Is there anything yeah. about do you do you remember if there's anything about them like, hey, it's only four twenty, but you know, like, um, a crossing hazard, or is it just like the long- the four twenty set the four twenty four, so the twelfth hole, um, was just narrow. Like off the tee, like it All was right. a, it was a very, like you had to. So that's okay. Sure like I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, I know, uh, what was your total yardage plate? Do you know? Um, don't worry about 63, it. 63, I think it was really we played oh, from because the there's a five, there's the a five and a 530 in there. Okay. Cause yeah. I say, cause 427, 424, those are short. Those are really short par fives. So if they're going to be narrow, that's fine. Like let me hit driver if I want to try to thread the needle or. 427, 424. Um, I could hit seven iron, seven iron wedge if I right. want to. Right, right. So I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, I mean, despite all that, like I said, I, I played up and down mostly, but like, but, but good. Um, I shot a 93. So, um, and that's, you know, I, I counted fucking penalties and all that shit. Um, I only lost, I think three balls. Um, but you know, and my handy, my handicap went down a, a half a stroke. I went from a 19 to an 18 and a half with this round. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it, it was fine. Um, 
the the uh, the more interesting thing was I played yesterday. I played at Chimawa, um, and I was a single with like three other three other guys, and they were like, "Oh yeah." you know, let's, uh, they like, we all walk up to the tee and they walk back to the blue tees. So I was like, fuck it, whatever. Like, I'm not just going to be the one guy that plays from the whites, but I also looked at it at Chamawa. The blues are 53. Yeah. They're not 5,300. So I was like, I can fucking play the blues and be fine. And I shot an 87 yesterday. Um, now it's not a par 72. I think it's a par 68. Yeah. Aren't there like a million Um, par threes and like no par fives or something? Yeah. There's one par five. It's on only front. on the front. There's one par five and one par three on the front. So that means then, there's a 35, 35 on the front par. Yep. And is, then is a 33, 33 on the back. 33 on the back. Because there's three par threes and no five. Is that what it is? Yes. A four, four par threes. Oh, it's got to be four because then it would be 30. Yeah. yeah, be like yeah. Oaks. So I, um, <clears throat> I shot a 42 on the front, right? So it's a six over. And then a 45 on the back, which was, which is what, 12 over. <laughs> so shot an 87. Um, but again, it's like one of those where like, when I'm good, I'm good. And then obviously when I'm not, I'm very not. And I use the term good by my standards, obviously. Um, but I mean, I birdied the par five yesterday. So, which was actually... Um, a little unconventional. I don't know if you remember the par five at Jamawa. It's like uh, right as you come down the back, water, it turns a little to the right, and there's a giant fucking stone wall as you approach the green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I absolutely pumped my tee shot, um, but it went left underneath a tree, like right in front of the tee box for the second hole. Okay. Yeah. So, so like geographically, is it is is two the next hole to the left. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It goes seven, two, and then eight. So I'm under a tree kind of in front of the second tee box and it goes downhill. So I took, I forget what it was, either seven iron or six iron and just hit like a punch and I punched out and it caught the hill and rolled. And because obviously like it's not totally dead, but because we haven't had too much rain, uh, it just had too much rain. You should see fucking Sharon. The fucking place is dead. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have no water. So it's, uh, it rolled right down the hill, kept going and rolled through the rough, through the fringe onto the green. And I had like a fucking 15 foot putt for Eagle (laughs) and I left it short and then hit the birdie putt. But afterwards I walked, I walked off with the guys I was playing and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's not how they want you to play this hole, but uh, I don't know. It worked out for me, I guess. <laughs> it's fucking crazy with the the drought we're having. The golf courses are just fucking. Yeah, there was one shot shape. today. I had um, what I I had ninety yards in, but I had a tree hanging down in front of me, maybe about like twenty to twenty five yards in front of me, and it was like hanging down to about like 15 feet. So I had 15 feet between the, the, the fucking grass and the, the, where the, the branches were. So I was like, is, is absolutely fucking stupid, but I just looked at it like, okay, 90 yards. Um, 
I can hit my seven iron like 170, 175. So if I choke down and just keep it low and just hit it and let it run, let's see what happens. So that's exactly what I did. And it just fucking scooted through everything because it's all burnt. And it's just running and running and running and just kept, went right onto the fucking green. And I think I had like a, you know, 15, 20 foot putt for, for birdie that I inevitably missed. Um, but I think I made par on the hole still anyway, but it's like, it's just dumb shit like that, right? Like you can get away with doing something stupid like that. I just hit a worm burner essentially is what I did. I just basically like took the club was like, all right, well, half of that is about what I need. So I'll keep it low and just hit a fucking punch shot and see what, see what happens. And it worked out. But like, if it, if that was, if it was like May, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Like it would have got stuck in the rough. <laughs> it, uh, I was going to say the fucking drought. It's, it's insane. Like, yeah. Like how burnt out we are. It, it's, it's, it's it, like, it, it sucks. Cause like we fuck, we fucking need some rain. Like, yeah. Bad. Well, the greens today were, were they were, they were, they were good, right? They, they were lush and green, but they weren't, which, which is interesting to me because they weren't rolled. So it's like, you could tell you're walking on the green and they, you can tell they weren't, they needed to be cut and rolled. Like it looked like regular grass. It wasn't like, like flat pressed down grass, like greens are supposed to be. And there was no hold on them. And I was like, imagine if they actually did fucking cut and roll these things, which hindsight, like that's probably why they didn't cut and roll them because they were, there was already no hold to them. Like you could fucking, you could come in high and it's, you're still going to get like 15 too, feet. They're, they're too hard. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were very hard. Um, so it was weird because it made putting wicked fucking difficult because the greens were super slow. So like your approach shots getting on the green sucked because there was no bite to anything, but your putts were ridiculously slow. Like everyone was leaving putts like four feet short today. Just start chipping them. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, it, it just didn't make any sense to me the way, the way it went. But I mean, in hindsight, it kind of does, right? Like I said, if they did cut and roll them, it would have been fucking glass. <laughs> But, yeah, but unplayable at that time. Yeah, yeah. Especially more so on approach shots, right? So the putting would have been better, but yeah, your but approach you shots hold a you, green. You wouldn't have been able to hit anything on the green. So yeah, it kind of it just kind of sucks right now. Yeah. So that's my review on Stowe Acres for what it's worth. <laughs> Yeah, some say, yeah, some call Stoakers the myopia. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm in no rush to get back there. Um, I would much rather play literally anywhere, a Maple Gate, New England Country Club. I mean, like if I'm going to play up, pay upwards of like 80, 90 bucks, I'd even, I'd even rather play Wentworth Hills which I think is like 85 or 86, but Wentworth is like, there's variation there, right? Like it's a, it is short, right? It's like Chamawa where it's a shorter course, but there's a, there's at least like different shit, right? Like there's that, that for, I know whatever, but there's that the shitty second hole, 
that's like 87 yards, which is kind of dumb. But like the third hole has like the big ridge on the right hand side and then it's dead on the left. And then you could go in, you know, it's, it's not a dog leg left with a bunker that you need to hit more than 200 to carry the left side. And it's not a par. Every par three is 165 yards with a bunker short left. It's different. So like I said, if, if I'm going to pay 85, 90 bucks, um, to ride on the weekend, I will, I would much rather prefer Wentworth than Stowakers. So I've never played. I couldn't even point Stowe out on a map. Yeah, it's uh, it's apple picking country. I said that to uh, sure. to Nick, friend of the show. Shout out to Nick because he asked to golf today, and uh, I was like, "Oh, I'm golfing in the morning. I can check and see if I got, you know, if the the fourth spot is still open, uh, which it wasn't." But he had to work until noon today anyway. But he was like, "Where the fuck even is Stowe?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's apple picking country." <laughs> yeah, like Northborough. Uh, no, Bolton, Michael. Bolton, Hudson, Stowe, Harvard, like that area. Do you so celebrate also, his entire catalog? Yeah. yeah. The, also, the other thing, now that I said that, if I'm going to drive that far and pay that much, I would much rather go to Shaker Hills. So Vinny and I played Shaker Hills, um, oh God, maybe almost a month ago at this point. That yeah. was a beautiful course. I love that. That course absolutely fucking bent me over and took me to town, but it was a beautiful course. Like it was great. It was very nicely maintained. Again, there's some, some different shots there. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was a great course. You'd have to see geographically where um, Shining Rock is, but I think Shining Rock is another yeah. public that people like. Yeah. Shining Rock Shaker. I, I've heard mixed reviews about Redtail. It's been a while. I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be close to like 100, 510, but. Yeah, the guys I, I played I with yesterday. I haven't been there in a while, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if I've heard good things. One of the guys I played with yesterday, he lives in Harvard. Yeah. Um. So that's, we were just talking like, oh, I played Shaker Hills like a month ago, whatever, and I'm playing at, uh, at Stowe Acres tomorrow. And he was one of the guys that was like, oh yeah, Stowe's great. Um, and he told me when I asked him about Redtail, he was like, yeah, Redtail's kind of gone downhill a little bit. It's yeah, not they as had, nice as they had a management change. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess Redtail might not be very good anymore. Um, he, did say, he did say very good things about Shaker Hills though, too. He said he loves that course. Shaker Hills, Shining Rock, Redtail. Butterbrook is that out that Butter, way? Butternut. He said Butternut is probably his favorite course. Uh, I think Butterbrook's a different course. Though. Okay. Yeah. Well, I would imagine Butternut is probably at the fucking ski ski resort, ski mountain. Westford is Butterbrook. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. While I'm here, we're Shining Rock. <laughs> Shining Rock golf. North Bridge. Okay, that's a little bit closer. North Bridge is like um, Upton, Milford, like that area. It's not quite as far up 495. Like Stowe, Hudson, and all that is past Marlboro. 
on 495. So it's pretty far up there, like Clinton, Harvard, like that area, kind of like on the way to Littleton. Yeah. So I get, yeah, I'm looking at, oh, fuck, Hudson is that far north. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron Devons, yeah, they're up there. Yeah. Shining Rock. Yeah. Just southwest of Northbridge. Yeah. What's that like? I'm White sorry. Mans- I'm Whitensville? sorry. Just of, of Upton. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, because I mean, north. I could probably get from me. I could probably get to Northbridge in like forty minutes. Yeah, north north of Whitensville. Yeah, Whitensville's right there. Let's see. Actually, let's. Yeah, it's twenty miles from my house. Yeah, and there it is. It says thirty eight minutes for me to get there if yeah. I left right now. Shining Rock would be one to look at. Yeah. Yeah, because I can get to New England Country Club in like 15, 20 minutes. I just cut through Rhode Island and I'm right there in Bellingham. Yeah. I'm looking at like the 495 belt right now. Yeah. Maple Gate is a good one because it's literally right off the highway. What did I just say was a Westford, not Westboro? Yeah, Westford is way up. That's like Chelmsford area. Yeah. Yep. Because that's where... um. I would say you're what, what's uh, that place called that like big ice cream fucking um, oh, I don't even know. And it's like an arcade place in Westford. Fuck. It's almost like Kimball used to... Farm. Oh, is that up there? I think that's in Westford. <clears throat> it's almost like you used to drive around the state or something. <laughs> yeah. It's almost kind of like I know where places and are. And especially with like from Worcester to where you are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost like you know where these places actually like yeah exist i also so, do like how there's a big void from like norwood to bellingham and milford to westwood like there's just like oh yeah like you have to zoom in further on the map to actually see which fucking towns it is <laughs> yeah and any golf courses that are in that area are probably private because then you're looking at like dover um yeah dude Med- i don't think medway Natick kind of is over that way. No, they played in Hopkinton, which isn't past Milford. Yeah. Oh, it's north of Milford. Hopkinton is like the next exit up after Milford. There was was a qualifier in Hopkinton the other day. Yeah, I think I'd I'd look at, for for you, I would look at Shining Rock. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it costs. I don't know much i don't know how hard it is to get a time but yeah i've heard good things about that that and it's almost like it's not quite like a granite links uh pine hills but it, it would be like whatever that next tier below if we're talking pure publics yeah so maybe like a shaker hills i think it's very comparable to shaker hills in terms of like quality price and yeah like atmosphere i guess like yeah and like, um, like it's full, maybe like a Norton country club, Norton, Norton, Norton is the weirdest fucking place on earth. Like it, it really is. It is like, I don't know why or how or what, but Norton country club just has so many weird things about it. Cause so first and foremost, it's semi-private. Okay. So public can play, but there are a lot of members. Like there's like, they have a good membership. Well, that's like Brook Meadow. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, similar to that. I would love to try but, and get back there because that 
was one of like the best conditions I've ever played in like lush green grass, like the fucking roughest cut, like high, the fairways are low. Like I've only played there once. Uh, Oh no, that's a lie. I've played there twice. Um, One time was in a fucking like torrential thunderstorm downpour, but the other time um, was great. And it's, I, I mean, I say it all the time, like Brook Meadow, might be like the nicest like conditions course I've ever played at when I, at the time when I played there, I can't speak to what it is now, but yeah, I don't think you're getting back there until you fucking get like some weekday times off, but yeah. um, Yeah. But like Norton, it's all Norton is also like the tightest fucking like that course is so fucking hard off the tee. It is so fucking hard and their play, their players are good. Like, They've got pluses, zeros, like I was going, like we had our club championship this week or we had qualifying this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like you to know that I, instead of qualifying for the club championship, I'm going on your bachelor party. This is about you. <laughs> yeah. So I made myself available yeah. <laughs> to go on your bachelor party and basically play golf and go on a three-day bender because I'm selfless. <laughs> but i'm looking at our handicaps we have three guys so of the eight that qualified we have three guys and three guys that are have a two in front of their number then i think it's like two fours so two 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 four four that leaves me three people six seven seven like those are those are what the handicap indexes start with yeah and on the outside looking in there's like a two or three five whatever and i didn't qualify with a four so like Okay, we've got some players, but like, not really. Yeah, like our players suck. Like, compa- comparatively, right? Um, now when you, now we will do a match every year. Sharon versus Norton play there one day at our place one day, and it's competitive. I played in it once; it was fucking pretty fun. Um, but like, they have like legit pluses or guys that like roll into qualifiers no problem and it's like they are just like fucking grinders there's no range it's again it's one of the hardest fucking teeing courses ever yeah the greens don't lay don't let up once you get there like it is fucking hard um and it's like yeah it's like in pretty good shape norton generally but like again with the way their membership is like you're not gonna get a tea time on the weekends. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that. Um, got any, any other golf thoughts before we move on? Um, no, cause it's gonna be my final thought. All right. <laughs> um, so I have this interesting thing. I couldn't, so it's kind of a, a doubly interesting because when I Googled it, I couldn't find anything on it, but I listened to a Joe Rogan podcast, uh, like within the last week or so, um, with this guy, Jeremy Corbell, who is like, a alien guy. He, he's not the champagne guy. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's Corbell with a C, uh, not the K like the champagne. Um, so he, he directed a documentary about like Bob Lazar and area 51 and S four and that whole thing, whatever he's been on Rogan a few times now, 
But when he was on, he said that the government, I forget whether it was Congress or I guess it would have to be Congress, I guess, technically, um, they passed a bill that doesn't go into effect until 2023. However, it protects anybody that wants to be a whistleblower when it comes to classified alien information. So this is super fucking interesting. Like the entire podcast was really interesting because Rogan loves aliens, right? He, he wants to believe they're real, but he also made a really good point And ha- he said this on other podcasts too, that like he's almost more skeptical now that the government is admitting that there's aliens because he's like, well, why would they admit that to us? Like, it's almost like now that, now he feels like because they're saying, oh yeah, no, of course, aliens are real. We've had contact. Now he's like, I think it's bullshit. Now I think it's the military. Like, I think it's actual military stuff, right? Because why would the government admit that? Like, why wouldn't the government for the last 60 plus years, they've been being like, no, no, we don't know what that is. They're they're UFOs. They're unidentified flying objects or they're UAPs now is what they call them. Unidentified aerial phenomenon, right? Like they're like, no, 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 they're UAPs. They're UFO. We don't know what they are. Now, within the last 18 months, the government's like, oh yeah, no, there's definitely alien craft. And now, and so Rogan's like, now I don't trust them. Now I think they're lying. But he said, so this guy, Jeremy Corbell said that Congress passed this bill that anybody that has information regarding alien technology, if they break their, what I would have, I don't know if you have to sign an NDA for the government or if it's called something else, but if they break their silence and again, become a whistleblower for like hidden technology or alien technology, they cannot be prosecuted starting some at some point in 2023. So I think that's super interesting because now I think we're going to get, obviously it wouldn't be until next year, but then I think we're going to get some legit info, right? Because now like all of these guys, like Bob Lazar, when he first came out, he came out in like the seventies or the eighties and they immediately discredited him and fucking made him look like an absolute lunatic. There was another guy, um, Luis, Luis Alvarado or Luis, Luis, El Dorado, I don't know, something, some guy who also came out and said that he worked on alien spacecraft or whatever. And the government came out and was like, yeah, he never worked for the government, but they've interviewed people that work at, you know, like the door guy at like area 51. And he was like, oh yeah, no, I know. I almost call him, I want to call him Lyle Alzado. That's just the name I'm going to run with. That's who he's going to be. Um, <laughs> isn't that the baseball player that died of fucking steroids or something? Um, so Lyle Overbeck? No, Lyle Alzado or something like that. I have no idea. So um, so the, the door guy who works at Area 51 was like, oh yeah, no, Lyle Alzado absolutely worked here because I saw him. But the government just immediately was like, no, he never worked for us after he came out and said all this shit. So there's a lot of sketchy shit, right? That goes on. There's a lot of weird alien shit. Um, no one really knows what it is. Again, this was a fascinating podcast because they talk about how um, all the governments across the country have issued 
um, attack orders on these things. So I forget the, the details of it, but the gist of it is if there is an unidentified flying object, right, and that is noticed by a military aircraft, if it looks like it's carrying a payload, then it is allowed to be fired upon if it's in like certain airspace or whatever. So this guy, Jeremy Corbell, was talking about how we have evidence that like the Russian government, the Syrian government, like all of like that in that area of the Middle East has fired upon these aircraft, these UFOs. We have hard evidence that they have fired at them because it looks like they are carrying a payload. But at the same time, they're not U.S. craft. So no one knows who they belong to, right? The, U, the United States doesn't, doesn't know who they are because they're not the U.S. But on the U.S. radar system that we can see, we can see the Russian aircraft and the Syrian aircraft firing at them. So they don't belong to anybody that's actually in the area. And they're getting shot at. So it's like, what the fuck are they, right? Um, just again, super fascinating stuff. If anyone that's listening is into aliens, I highly recommend uh, the Jeremy Corbell episode on Rogan. But I think it's, I think it's really, we're in for a treat next year, right? Like, it, and that's the other part of it. Like I said at the very beginning, I tried to Google it, nothing came up. It's like they're trying to keep it hush hush. Like, did you duck duck go it? Uh, yeah, I, 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 when I say Google, I, I only duck, duck go. Um, cause I don't, I don't use Google on my phone anymore, but I couldn't find it. So I don't know what's going on. Dude, your guess is as good as mine. I'm just trying to like, think back to like with Rogan going, Oh, well, I'm not going to believe him because now the government, what, why? Well, it's like, there's got to be money to be made somewhere. I just don't know where the money is to be made. That's why they're fucking announcing it all. I don't know how the government monetizes aliens, but. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, or it's just like through bills, like, oh, well, we need money for alien research. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> or we need, we need money for alien defense systems. Like. Yeah. However, they monetize aliens. That's why they're talking about it now, so they can improve funding for it. Yeah, yeah, something, right? Something, something doesn't smell right. It's all money, but that's the thing is, I don't, I, I will not listen to any other explanation unless someone explains the money. Yeah. There's no other like, how does the money work? In it's like, oh well, they, they're gonna, they need to tell us the truth about aliens. No, 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 they don't. Right. There's a lot of stuff they don't tell us. Where's the money? Because if they're telling us, that means there's money to be made at some point. Yeah. And I believe it's probably through spending. I would imagine so. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like the the classic, you know, Lockheed, Boeing, General Dynamics, yeah, all, those, Raytheon, all those dickheads, Raytheon. <clears throat> so. Or even just like making a new fucking... Oh, well, we got to give someone in within your government a promotion. So they're going to be in charge of fucking aliens. It's like, yeah. Great. Okay. You can be the five-star general of space force. Yeah. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Yeah. It's, it's, it's always been like such a fascinating topic too. Right. Cause obviously there are 
I use the term alien loosely, but there there is other life in the universe, right? Like I think it is, it's past naive. It's like moronic to think that we are the only living beings in the entire fucking universe. Why? Do you when think you... God created aliens? <laughs> yeah, it's all from God. Um, it's like, when you, when you see those pictures like that, that there's all these pictures out there of like just the Milky way galaxy. And then there's like that arrow that points and says earth is here. And you can't even see a dot where the arrow is pointing. And you're like, Holy fuck, that's just our galaxy. And then there's like millions of galaxies. Like there is 0% 0% chance, right? Like that we are the only fucking living creatures. Now, as far as like intelligent life goes, I don't know. I would also say that's highly unlikely that we're the only ones. Um, I think it's more likely that we are more primitive <laughs> than we are. Like we're the most advanced. Like imagine, imagine how fucking terrible the universe, how, how awful of a place the universe would be. If we are the pinnacle, we're the peak of fucking living, living beings. That's awful. That would be terrible. Right. So I would like to think that we are not <laughs> that there, that there are other people that have, or other, I say people, I mean, other living creatures that have transcended what humans can be on earth um, somewhere out in the universe. Right. But that's why, that's why aliens are so fascinating. Right. Because people are like, there's no way we're alone. Like there's, there's no fucking way. And then there's, you know, the other people that are like, well, God didn't create those other things. Right. Like God only created us because he loves us. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. Yeah. There was um in the image of himself or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there was what was I watching? It might have been The Hall on Netflix, um, which was they inducted four comedians into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it was uh, it's it's great on Netflix. It's uh, it's like an hour and a half long, but it's chunked out. So they inducted George Carlin, Robin Williams, Joan Rivers, and Richard Pryor into like the comedy hall of fame and they had one person come out and kind of induct them and tell a little bit of jokes and then they played roles of their their film um their tape i guess if you will so george carlin when it came to him um i forget who inducted him i don't know i don't remember who it was uh but John Mulaney, I think, did Robin Williams. Um, Fuck, I can't remember who did. It doesn't matter. So the whole point of this is George Carlin had a bit, right? And I've said this before on the show. I love George Carlin. He was was one of the the first comics that I ever watched on his Comedy Central specials. And he kind of like opened the door for me into stand-up comedy. But they played one of his bits, right? And this is fucking hilarious. And this does tie to the whole God alien thing. So I'm going to absolutely butcher his bit. So if you want to hear the actual version, just watch it on YouTube. But he goes, all these people that are out here are like, there's this guy who lives in the clouds that's invisible, but he's there. And he has a list of 10 things that you absolutely cannot do. And if you do them, you're going to spend eternity 
literally burning alive in this fucking fire brimstone. You're just going to be miserable for eternity if you don't listen to what he does. And he's going to send floods and he's going to send locusts and he's going to send all these things and he's going to fuck up your entire day. But he loves you. (laughs) And he wants you to do all these things for him because he loves you. And if you do these things, then you'll be great. And he like, he like goes up and down and all this back and forth. And it's like, that's great. That's, that's fucking hilarious. Right. That it's, it's just group gets great comedy because it's true also. Right. And that's, that's what makes comedy good. In my opinion, is you take something super fucking serious, like religion and you just shit on it and make it a laughing stock. Because if you actually stop and think, it's the truth, right? Like, according to, to Christianity, there's one guy who lives in the fucking sky that you can't see, but he's there. He has a list of things that you can't do. And if you do them, he'll fucking ruin your life. But if you do what he wants you to do, you're cool. But he'll absolutely destroy the world if you don't listen to him. But he loves you very much. Like, like it's and and to boil it down in 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 comedy and hear someone do it on stage is great but yeah that's that's my uh tangent from aliens aliens and god so obviously god made aliens because he made it elroy hubbard made aliens (laughs) i thought he made uh planets isn't that which, uh, yeah, they all get in their own planet or something. Yeah, no, that's Joseph Smith. No, that's Joseph, Mormons. Mormons Joseph, get no, their own not, planet, right? I don't think they get their own planet. Yeah, I think they do. No, I think they do a heaven situation. Oh, so Scientology gets. I think they get a their planet. Own planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather have, a planet or like eighty-four virgins or whatever the fuck Muslims get? Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably a planet. Planet seems all right. Yeah, but you can just play golf. You don't even need a course. If you have an entire planet to yourself, just fucking hit the ball. Oh my God, imagine having a planet to yourself, like literally no one to bother me. Oh my God, that would be incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So Scientology, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Where's Tom Cruise when you need him? Oh God. (laughs) Um. You want to uh, you want to start wrapping this up, or do you we, want to go? You want to get one more thing in? We can wrap this up. All right. So, like I said earlier, the selfless person I am, uh, I did decided not to do club championship qualifying. You know, I decided because <laughs> I'm nice enough to go on your bachelor party. <laughs> um, and next weekend we're gone, but that's when. The semifinals and the finals are. So the way we do it is qualifying Saturday, first round Sunday, following week, semis on Saturday, finals on Sunday. So out of our championship flight, eight people qualify. That's how it works. Eight people move on. You have four matches today, two matches next week, and then one match on the following day. Then it's over. We move on. Then we got the Calcutta to worry about, which I don't play in because I can't fucking afford. So I'm playing yesterday with three people who are qualifying. So I'm in the group 
but I'm not, my score doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Their scores do count. So it was kind of nice being there and not having to worry about my score. And I, frankly, I don't know if I could have done it yesterday because it seemed a little neurotic in the group. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I shot 81 yesterday on my own ball. And that was second out of the four of us. And it would have qualified. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, like I know I didn't have like the pressure on me or anything. But then I'm thinking about, well, even if I was feeling the pressure, how much worse could I have played on the front? Because I shot fucking 43. And it included (laughs) punch out on one, punch out on two. (laughs) Dump a ball on three. I dumped a ball in a bunker from 83 yards. Somehow got it out of the bunker. Three putt. Part the part four, three putted five from not that far away either. <laughs> uh, did I dump it in a bunker on six? Nope, that was on the back. Um, I think six was standard. Seven for with with a wedge in my hand again. Dump that in a bunker. Make bogey Good. there. So I shoot forty three. I shoot seven over. Forty three on the front. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man, like how much worse could it have gotten? And I don't know if I would have felt the heat on the back because I did shoot 38 on the back. Yeah. Two over. But even then, sixth hole, I was kind of like in between swings, fucking lamed out, dumped it in the bunker left. Skull fucked that out. (laughs) Short side of myself, ball way, way above my feet. Hit this like downhill chip and bury a 15 footer for fucking bogey. Somehow, I don't know how the fuck I did that. Yeah. Um, in the hole before I made double. Cause it's like, I was behind a tree, go up and over the tree, land that in a bunker, but I'm kind of in the bunker. Not really, but I'm in like a mound of sand that's outside the bunker next to the bunker. So I try to chop that on the green. That doesn't go anywhere. Like it was like a whole fucking thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, it's like, I know I didn't have the pressure on me or anything, but like, like, fuck, like I would have been in. So then I'm looking at the eight qualifiers and this is just like the funny thing. Now I, I say this, like, like I actually kind of wish sometimes our club championship was just stroke play because I think that gives me an advantage. Mm-hmm. No, I don't Now at the same time, my 81 doesn't do me any justice because there was two 76s, uh, what did it go? 76, 76, 80 or 76, 76, 79, 80, something like that. So it's like, I'm still the fucking five seed here. Like, Right. Not lighting it up with my fucking stroke play. But then, and this is the like the the with the way match play went today. So the one played the eight, they went to 19 holes. And the one seed was actually four up at one point on the back. And he and then the other guy won four in a row. So they go to 19, the one seed moves on. Um it looked pretty straightforward for the three seed. Nope. Where's my bracket? The four seed. It looked pretty straightforward for the four to get through. Um, you in the wrap it up stage? Yeah. Oh. Nick's here. Nick's here. <laughs> you hey, get him on camera. What's up, Nick? For all YouTube followers. Yeah. <laughs> so the three seed, I get a live update. So the three seed is playing like our club champion from last year. No, that was the three seed. So the six seed actually beat the three seed. 
and the club champion from last year was the three. So our friend, Pat, Pat, the lefty. Yeah. Is in, I get, and I get the text. He goes, Oh, uh, degenerate Steve went up to watch. And he's like, he goes, Oh, I get here. And Pat's in the fairway and blows two balls. OB. It's like, Oh man, fuck. <laughs> and this is on eight. He goes, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not good luck, but he ended up winning. So he upsets the three. So then that leaves us the two seed, the two seed match. So the two seven match. And I think it was a showdown of a seven handicap versus six handicap. And the seven is the guy who shot 76 and qualified in two spot. So I'm like, all right, well, that guy's won before a couple of years ago. Like he's got to be able to play. So I'm talking Pat the lefty and he clues me into how it actually went down. He was, so the two seed seven handicap was four up on the front after (laughs) shooting 43. (laughs) <laughs> the final tally of, of strokes. I think it was a, I think he won five and four and it was an 84 to a 95. Jesus. And I'm like sitting there and I go, cause I like in my head, I'm thinking stroke plays so much harder. There's so much pressure. Ball's got to go in the cup. And I'm like, these are dudes that just shot like 10 shots worse. Yeah. From stroke play to match play where match play is supposed to be easier. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. And then I'm also sitting there going, fuck. Like, I gotta, I gotta clear my skin. We're not doing guys weekend next August. Like, pick a different month. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it in July. Yeah, we won't I have want- a million weddings to do. Yeah, I want to play. So we're I'm not doing shit next August. All I'm I, I am gonna be the most selfish person ever next August. It's about me and my golf. I'm which <laughs> didn't not to infringe on that media channel or whatever <clears throat> i'm playing myopia i'm gonna try to play a qualifier and i'm doing the club championship so i like it everyone leave me alone i'll see you in september no obligations <laughs> i'm not doing anything yeah i'm sitting <clears throat> here i'm blacking out and you're leaving me alone <laughs> well like i said we won't have a million weddings next year so I was sad because everyone's like, oh, like, like, you know, too many people. I'm like, no, they all just decided to get married at the same time. I think I'm almost out of friends here. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, It's my final thought. Uh, I'll keep it relatively brief. Um, In the classic um, politicians can't do anything without turning it into politics. There was a lightning strike. Um, near the White House. Uh, that was uh, when Michaela never got to her wedding. That yeah. was the same day. Yeah. So lightning hit. I don't know if it hit the White House or hit really close to the White House or whatever. Uh, it killed two people. Two people yes, died um, from the lightning strike. So I would imagine it probably didn't hit the White House. It probably hit somewhere close by and these people were close and unfortunately, they succumb to their injuries because lightning is really fucking a lot of electricity, right? So, um, I know a so, guy who survived a lightning strike. So, what happened with this lightning strike that killed Never two people? Up. Yeah. <laughs> the politics, right? The politicians, the Democrats come out and say, well, this is a result of climate change. Of course it is. This is why we need to take the steps necessary to fix the climate. As if like we actually have control over the climate, right? So these two poor people 
that were probably on a White House tour get hit by lightning and die on the property. And the Democrats in Congress come out and turn it into a fucking political game and say, this is why we need to focus on climate change because of lightning. Lightning strikes kill people. Right. Right. I forgot. I forgot that lightning is new. Lightning has only only come around for the last 50, 60 years since we invented plastic and started driving cars. That's the only time lightning has been around. Lightning is now targeting people though, because of uh, aerosol and cans and shit. Yeah. 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 So um, again, my message to these people is get fucked. um, And I don't want to hear it. So Again, uh, it's a relatively quick one there, but just further evidence as to why all politicians are cunts, uh, because these two poor people uh, obviously died from this lightning strike, and the politicians have to make it a political circus. They can't even be like, "Oh wow, no, this is terrible. This is awful." Our thoughts and thoughts and prayers, right? Yeah, do the whole thoughts and prayers thing. Nope, they go right for the fucking jugular. See, this is why we need to focus on climate change. Well, this is why we need to focus on you being a massive cunt. So uh, that being said, uh, that is going to do it for us. Uh, So thank you for watching on YouTube. Again, like, rate, subscribe, review, share, tell everybody you know about the show. You can get us on Instagram. I just had a brain fart. You can get us on Instagram at Sarcasm Speaks Pod. Twitter is Sarcasm underscore Speaks. Uh, the Facebook and the website is Sarcasm Speaks. Uh, just Google it. Go to sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store. Buy some merch. Thank you to mybookie.com. Use the promo code SarcasmPod when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Also, thank you to GrillYourAssOff.com. Uh, same promo code SarcasmPod gets you ten percent off your order every single time you check out. Uh, maybe we'll get my eighteen birdies as a sponsor. I don't know if they do sponsorships, but I might look into it now. Uh, I think that's if all they want it. to, if they say, if they want to sponsor us and get me a subscription free of charge, I'm yeah, in. that'd be great. That'd be cool. But I will all not right. pay. Well, absolutely so, not pay for yeah. <laughs> Until next time. Good night.